What's going on everybody? Kelly Cavallari here, one half of Seven Era Media, and welcome to the Honky Tonk Highway. Here, we're going to do little things a little different. First off, you're used to seeing me behind the camera, not in front of it. Little change of pace, you get to see my beautiful face for a change. Second thing is, we're not going to do any dancing. This is going to be Q&A with some of your favorite people, instructors, choreographers, DJs, event directors, and we're not just going to limit to events. I'm going to bring in DJs from clubs, some of the local people that do this every day of the week. Don't forget, subscribe here, right here on Facebook or YouTube. We're live on both places right now, Seven Era Media. We're going to do this for starters three times this week. Today, Wednesday, and Friday, 5 p.m. every day Eastern. Try not to clash with any of the live stuff going on. So without further ado, our first guest for the first episode... Y'all know him from all over Florida. He's made it all over the world. He's choreographed some of the hit dances like Sugar Rush, Out Like That, and Going Ham. One of my close and dear friends, say hello to Mr. Trevor Thornton. What's going on, T? What's happening, brother? How are you? Pretty good. Thank you uh, for being the first guest on this uh, little adventure I decided to do. Um, took a little whim, took a little... Do what? I said thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. First off, um, give us a little history of uh, for those who don't know who you are at home. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, my name is Trevor. I'm born raised right here in Orlando, Florida. Um, lived here my whole life and uh, been a part of line dancing, oh, my goodness, since I was... 14 years old, started dancing as a teenager and uh, started going to a local club called Cowboys Orlando that kind of offered a, a team night back in the day. They don't do that any longer, which looking back was actually a really brilliant idea they had to kind of uh, force the teenagers from all over locally to go to a spot to hang out. Um, it was open to only, you, were, you had to be 14 to 18 years old uh, to get in and it was for teens only. There was no alcohol served in the bar on that Friday nights, and that's kind of where I started learning how to line dance and picking it up and uh, wearing my Wranglers and my belt buckle and the cowboy hat, and uh, hey, that's hey, where Trevor, I started. And then, do, do me a favor. Repeat some of that. I just had to put your, uh, put your audio back up. Your audio was a little low on that one. Uh, no problem. Um, just I was just saying where I'm from. I'm from here in Orlando. I uh, started line dancing when I was a youngster, a teenager. Local club here offered a teen night, and uh, it was for teens only. That's where I started uh, dancing, learning honky-tonk, line dancing, the good old country stuff that we all love and uh, still enjoy. And uh, let's see, I I was a Wrangler wearing boot buckle, wearing a uh, cowboy hat, <laughs> wearing uh, line dancers, thought I knew everything, uh, got introduced to uh, the very well-known Guyton who kind of took me under his wing and uh, introduced me to a whole nother world of line dancing that I never, ever expected. And I think that the majority of people watching this are most likely familiar with the line dance circuit. And so, um, you know, one of the local instructors, uh, when I turned 18, uh, Janice Graves, she, she's an uh, instructor over at the barn in Sanford, where I also teach. She kind of took me to my first event, which was the Tampa Bay Line Dance Classic put on by JC Dance Productions, and uh, really just expanded my horizons. Um, Guyton was an instructor there, and I knew him. I was familiar with him, and so he kind of he kind of guided me and, and taught me to just, you know, uh, pay attention. Go to every single class you can. Go take lessons from every single instructor you can. And at that point is whenever things really took off for me, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean – that's it. I'm, I'm local here to Florida. I've been very blessed that in 2015, I won that, uh, that USLDCC, which is the United States Line Dance Choreography Competition. You're very familiar with that as well. I am. You I, did. Uh, and uh, that was what I kind of did the day of, uh, for those who don't know, every day on YouTube, I have been sharing some walkthrough videos on Seven Euro Media, as well as a throwback every day, a throwback at noon. And um, today's throwback in honor of uh, Trevor was... His competition of Sugar Rush. Um, I chose that over 
out like that because I feel Sugar Rush is that dance that really puts you on the map that year and uh, took you to that level where everyone started to uh, recognize what you could really do. Um, and that's why I chose that over the one that you actually won with out like that, which are both great, amazing dances. But I, that's why I use Sugar Rush as that's his throwback today. Get everyone a little prep for uh, seeing your smiley face today on camera. Um, for those who did uh, participate, we did get some. Um, I did ask you all to send in some questions to hashtag Ask the Highway. Um, some oh. questions for Trevor. And um, I did tell him. I, I He asked me all day. Um, <laughs> hey, what are these questions? I go, I'm not telling you. I was going to let this be a total surprise. That way he couldn't turn around and plan what he was going to say. Well, I tell you what, you know, you and I have kind of discussed today. We've gone back and forth all day <laughs> thinking about this. And, you know, it's, it's so it's funny that both of us, you know, have shared that we were nervous about this. And, you know, my girlfriend had even mentioned, she said, you know, why are you nervous? You, you don't ever get nervous and stuff like that. And I said, well, I don't ever get nervous with that kind of stuff because generally I'm prepared. I know what I'm going to teach or I know what I'm going to do and say when I get up in front of hundreds of people. You know, this is something Kelly will not tell me anything. And uh, well, I guess my biggest, my biggest fear is that, you know, out of any of these questions, I end up, you know, forgetting someone who is, um, you know, a really good friend or forgetting to mention somebody who deserves to be mentioned of some sorts. And I just want to make sure I don't forget anybody. So I was hoping to try and prepare, but you wouldn't let me do that. So that's all right. We'll, we'll fly by the seat of our pants here. No <laughs> well, well, yeah, I was nervous because usually I'm the one behind the camera. Um, I'm, I'm I, not usually the one in front of the camera. I'm usually the one that gets behind and just gets to watch everything that's on camera unfold and sit back and enjoy the ride of what happens in, happens but this time i'm in front of the camera hosting this thing um but it's something that i've really been passionate about for a while and i've talked um to not only trevor but some of um, my closest friends uh for like the last year of this is a project i've really wanted to do <laughs> and uh got the comments coming in rolling the minute you put that drink up asking uh pretty much what's in that cup <laughs> and i think everyone already knows that answers oh, it is after five o'clock oh yeah we could say it. go ahead it's after five o'clock Oh, I'm not even looking to see what people are saying. I guess I should try and put this up. Uh, I, I don't worry. I got you covered. Uh, a couple of people have asked, <laughs> how old are you? How old am I? How old are you? How, how young am I, you mean? Well, uh, yeah, Mr. Uh, <laughs> you are definitely uh, I, uh, Oh, here we go. I see, I see us live here. Okay, very cool. Oh, I'm not even looking. I didn't see all this saying, online. I, I didn't have it on a separate screen. I was trying to just focus on you. Uh, well, Turn the I'm volume 34. down, though. <laughs> 34 years young. Let me turn that down. 34 years young. What, what would it be like to be 34 again? <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to catch up to you with all that wisdom, man. <laughs> all right. So uh, I'm going to start off with the first question I got asked. I got sent this pretty much the day I put this out. We had someone ask. Um, now, are you going to tell me who asked the questions as well, or we're keeping that anonymous? Oh, no, I'll ask you. Um, I believe her name. Hold on. I mean, you don't have to. It's the not first that one, I actually, I, I forgot to write down the name of the person asked me, but I'll look it up and I'll actually tell you. Um, but they would like to know how you do your body rolls so well. And um, <laughs> how did you learn how to body roll the way you do? Um, oh, I'm pretty my. sure lots of the, lots of the ladies and uh, maybe some of the gentlemen out there would like to know this question. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh how do I do them? I don't know. It wasn't one of those things where I, I, I promise I never stood in front of the mirror and practiced or anything crazy like that. I, uh, you know, I, I just learned from just watching, going to different instructors, going to different classes back in the day and learning. And I want to say what sticks out in my brain uh, right off, right off rip is probably Jamie Marshall. She had the most, uh, the most realistic way um, to explain how to do a body roll. And, uh, you know, it was always funny and it really kind of just connected with me. And so that's kind of how I learned to do it. And I don't know, I, you know, nobody ever believes me or, or realizes, but I'm actually half Cuban. And so I guess, you know, maybe that's where some of that body roll stuff comes from. And I think that they just asked that question because they wanted to see me blush on camera live. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I can promise you it was not me that asked that question. Um, <laughs> so uh, the second question I had, and actually I'll tell you who said this. They uh, posted this today on Facebook. It came from uh, Big Jim Stankowitz, who will be um, the guest on the highway on Wednesday um, at 5 p.m. Um, Big Jim, yeah. shout out to my boy. And um, he – you already know this question. You do know this one. So uh, Sign he wants to know – which was your cr- craziest experience at an event overseas? At an event overseas. Okay, so I had time to think about this one a little <laughs> bit. And um, right away, the first thing that comes to mind is when I went to um, – oh, my goodness – Probably when I went to England for um, World Dance Masters, and I remember I was there with Jennifer Cameron, who um, she went with me, which was so awesome because I I would not have known what to do without her. And of course, she had me, uh, you know, the very first night I was super nervous. There were all of these people at the event that I didn't know. And I'm very well known for being outgoing and I'm not very shy, but I was terrified um, in a room full of fantastic and phenomenal instructors, choreographers. I didn't know what was going on and I was I was a bit um, overwhelmed and I got very shy. And she says, you need to go around this room and you need to introduce yourself and get every single person's name that you can. And I was like, what? was like, no way. Well, in the process of doing that, and after a couple drinks, I came across the table of um, dancers that were from Sweden. Oh, boy. And they invited, me, they invited me to try. They said, you got to do shots with us. And I was like, I'm in. Like, let's do some shots. Well, they had these little bitty, I don't know, I'm sure you've seen them, uh, but they're these little bitty, they look like thimbles, like almost like a little sample cup of uh, this stuff called uh, blah. I think it blah. And uh, they were different, like they had different flavors. And so these were these little cups and the girl lined up a whole, like, I don't know, maybe eight or nine of them. And they're, they're just very little, man. I'm telling you, very super small. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, we're doing shots and they're kind of gathering people like, come on, let's do these. When that process, I thought I misunderstood a little bit of a communication error there. I thought I was supposed to try each one of them and the flavor <laughs> to tell them what I liked. So I, uh, I drank all of them. And, uh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I lost you there for a second. Someone was trying to call me. You're good. You're good. We're still good. Uh, so I tried all of them and uh, I, I was hammered and uh, it, that was that was a memory that stuck out most. And uh, I remember that she turned around to come back to do shots with a bunch of people and she was like, oh, my gosh, I, you drank all of them. And I said, well, yeah, I thought I was supposed to. And uh, who? was not a good idea. She was like, oh my gosh. She's like, you are going to be messed up. I can't believe you drink all of them. You know, because here, here in the States, at our local bars, we have, you know, two and a half, four ounce pours of shots. So I, I just thought they were, uh, you know, I thought that they were samples. So, I mean, that's one. Another time, you know, I, I mean, I have so many stories. I'm sure that there's so many other people who have way better stories, but you know, something that's, that sticks out was, um, you know, going to uh, Barcelona, Spain, my very first trip there with Guyton. Um, oh God, I mean, that that's all that really needs to be said there. So, you know, I went with Guyton to, to Spain and we had an absolute blast. It was, it, that was a lot of fun. Any any story that starts with Guyton and uh, that could be interesting. So uh, um, another question we had just got asked is Chris would like to know um, any significance to your necklace you wear. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, um, you know, I consider myself to be uh, a believer in Christ. You know, I won't go into too much religion or politics or anything like that. Promised myself I wouldn't do that. Um, but this is just a symbol of what they call the Jesus fish. And, you know, it's just it represents, you know, how Jesus fed 
you know, a whole group of people with, you know, just a few fish and a loaf of bread. He fed, he fed many people, and so it's just a symbolic representation of Jesus to me. So I wear it every day. Nice, nice. All right, enough for the enough of the fun, enough of the calm stuff. We're gonna let's get let's get let's get real here. Oh man, let's get real. All right, what's up? So. Uh, we've known each other for a very long time. We've choreographed together, danced together, all a bunch of stuff, competed against each other, competed with each other. Uh, today's actually the one-year anniversary of a dance we wrote, Sunshine 365. We wrote that one year ago today and debuted it at your class at the barn in Sanford. Amazing, yeah, amazing establishment. Yeah. Um, you've taught in clubs. You've taught at little workshops. you taught at Monsters events, Stagecoach. Vegas Dance Explosion, two of the biggest ones I know of. You taught at private parties. What is your favorite, favorite thing, like teaching experience? What would you rather do if you had to choose, if you had to stay with one of the three or four? If I had to, wait, wait, so what, sorry, reword the question. If you had to pick what your favorite teaching experience is, whether it is teaching in a club to people, teaching at a little workshop where there are only maybe 100 people, teaching at a huge event in front of 1,500 people, what would be your favorite thing to do? Okay. See, I misunderstood. So that's almost kind of like a two-part question. I thought what you were asking was what was my most memorable teaching experience at what event, which I have an answer for that, and I'll answer it quickly. It definitely has to have been stagecoach. Um, when I got on stage, and I, I, I kid you not, there had to have been 1,500 to 2,000 people and to watch every single one of those people do a dance that I choreographed and I went through and I remember teaching it and I felt like it was five minutes, but it was like 20 minute teach. And I remember walking off stage, walking back into a trailer that they had set up for us and sitting down on the couch by myself in this little trailer. And I remember going, what just happened? I mean, the adrenaline and the excitement and the people, cheering and so excited to have learned that dance was so crazy awesome it was just that was the most memorable teach i i can tell you that that was a stagecoach um back in like 2016 or 17 uh it was the first year that they did the honky tonk stagecoach i can tell you that um shout out to amory and, and all of those guys over there in california who continue to do that crystal and uh Alea, there were so many uh Christopher Gonzalez and, you know, there were so many people. I, I don't even want to name anymore because I'll forget people, but <laughs> it's amazing. But to answer your question directly, uh, what do I prefer? Um, God, that's really difficult because, you know what, anytime that I get the opportunity to teach, I, I love it, um, no matter really where I'm at. But if I had to choose, like if I was forced I would probably take a good old honky-tonk uh, country bar, man. Uh, that's just – that's my roots. That's kind of where I learned. And I think that's probably where I would go. I mean, I feel like that's where a lot of my strengths are um, with, you know, with everything that I do. I, I feel like that's that's probably what I would have to choose. The good old honky tonk bar. I, I really enjoy teaching the beginners and I love teaching the country stuff. Uh, I love watching. You know, I've watched so many of my friends over the last 12 years, close friends that have come in and learn some of the basic beginner stuff and just watch them grow and grow and grow to where now they're taking classes from, you know, Fred and Shane and Rachel and Rebecca Lee and doing all this crazy stuff and, and stuff that I can remember, you know, and I look at them and I never really say anything, but I just look back and I can think and remember when they first started. And it just amazes me to know that they started and couldn't do anything. And then now they're doing these amazing advanced dances and they're just smiling and loving it. And I think that that's really cool. I like I like the beginner stuff. I like the, the easy, you know, country bar stuff. So that's what I think I would choose if I had to. Nice, nice. And, of course, uh, I'm sure you're going to pick teaching at the barn in Sanford, your, uh, your home away from home. You know, if you were to ask what's my favorite honky-tonk bar to teach at, that would be really, really difficult. The barn is definitely my home. The barn in Sanford, uh, it's, it's definitely my home. They gave me my very first opportunity to start teaching I love working with Janice. She's phenomenal. I love working with Lynn. She's amazing. 
But you know what? I can't leave out some of the other local places that I teach at. I do enjoy Cowboys Orlando. I like to teach there. Um, I definitely always have to change things up when I teach there. It's a totally <laughs> different um, dance crowd. So when I go there, I have to really, really tone it down to ultra beginner. But you know what? As an instructor, that's very humbling because that's not always easy. Sometimes that's even more difficult than teaching an advanced class full of dancers who know what they're doing. So, you know, working with Suzanne over there, she's phenomenal. Um, I, I love South Florida. South Florida is a great time. They know how to party. Uh, nothing like up in North Carolina at Joe's. Those guys are insane. Yes. Not even going to credit them. You That's know, a totally different level. <laughs> oh, man. Will, Will Craig teaches up there, and that bar is nuts. But no matter where it's at, I'm teaching. I love to just be able to share the floor, and especially whenever they're doing something that I choreographed. I love just getting to watch people enjoy it and watching the variations that people put into these dances that I choreographed. It's always just so much fun. That's that. That that is that is very good. Um, so I just got a I got asked a couple couple questions. Uh, one, I'll let me go uh, first. Johnny Madison wants to know Jesse Black was the first one you actually taught at, correct? Jesse Black's Orlando uh, was probably my favorite country bar by far. Um, I mean that's. That's a home run out of the park, Johnny. Seriously. Uh, yeah, I mean. That, the, that the and the funny thing is I left teaching there and DJing there like two weeks before you started because I moved up to New yes. Hampshire. And that's funny. That's how we missed pass and didn't meet till way after. <laughs> yeah. No, I started I started working there and working with a really great staff. And that's when I first got to meet uh, Glenn Bocott and uh, DJ Decade. Shout DJ out. Decade. Yep, I got to uh, got to meet him, and then that's kind of where our relationship and our friendship started and built. And he and I have worked together for many years now. He's an awesome DJ, awesome man, good dad. You know, he's no longer really in it. He's pretty much retired now, but he was he really uh, he was a huge influence on me making the choices I did in line dance, to be honest. So yeah, Jesse Blacks was the very first um, country bar that I ever started teaching in. Um, and shortly after that, it was the barn that gave me a full-time home uh, when Jesse Black's head shut down. All right. Um, huge shout-out also to Glenn's lighting guy who started there. was was uh, known now as DJ Larry Swag, Swag, the swag man from the barn. Uh, started at Jesse Black's with all of us. Uh, would kill to get uh, Swag on here. Um, local DJ who uh, DJs at the barn in Sanford who uh, definitely knows the local scene up there in Orlando. Um, a couple people uh, asked up here. And I'm going to let you talk as much or as little about this next topic as you'd like. Um, a couple people are asking about your ankle injury and how that came about and how oh, your recovery. Uh, oh, um, man. Okay. So I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you decide how much or how little you want to diverge about that. Um, I, do remember, uh, I do remember that as like it was yesterday, getting that phone call and that picture of your your ankle that looked like the size of a football. <laughs> you know, I tell you, to be honest, as horrible of an accident as that was, it was probably one of the most humbling experiences um, in my life. I think that at that time in my life, I really truly feel like I was getting a little too big for my britches, as they would say, um, in the dance community. And I, I you know, was getting a, a little a little cocky and a little arrogant and that experience most definitely humbled me and made me really truly appreciate uh, everything that I have and everything I've learned and it definitely brought me down to a much more realistic level and uh, you know to answer what everybody's wanting to know uh, I was on a trip with some friends down in the Keys and uh, We'll just say that there was a lot of uh, alcohol involved, and uh, I decided that it was probably a good idea to try and climb a fence to get to the other side. There was somebody on the other side who was in need. I was trying to get to them, and the only way I thought to be the smartest way was to climb the fence, not knowing. Hold on one second. Reps. 
My dog just ran out the front yard. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Brianna, if you're watching, can you go get the dog? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to let him go. Hopefully he doesn't go too far, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, so back to it, I, I climbed a fence. I didn't know it was a tennis court fence at the time. It was very dark. Once again, a lot of alcohol involved. Um, I don't know if many of you are familiar with climbing a fence. That's not the hard part. It's climbing down a fence. Uh, I decided not to do that. It didn't look like it was that far. I kind of just jumped off the fence and, uh, yeah, I landed on that concrete of the tennis court and shattered my my right calcaneus completely shattered it and uh, didn't even go to the emergency room right away. I didn't get to the emergency room for about a week and a half after I did that. Whenever they were like, I don't know how you're even this much pain and standing it. And, uh, you know, Jack Daniels was my best friend at that time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, finally got it all healed up and uh, got had surgery. Told me I'd never dance again, which was um, horrible. That was a crushing time. And uh, I really had to start rethinking a lot of my, you know, a lot of my life because dance was, is, is still, but was a huge passion of mine. And to be told that you're never going to do something that you love so much again. And uh, I just remember, you know, a lot of, a lot of prayers and a lot of following the doctor's instructions, you know, not trying to push it, but following the rules, doing all my rehab and then came back. A year after that, and that was the year that I start, uh, started competing, and that was the year I won the USLDCC, and um, you know, so that was really cool that I was able to get back out there and do it again. But I'm sure some of you guys can remember seeing me at some of the events in a wheelchair. Uh, I wasn't supposed to walk, but I still was able to go to some of the events and support. And uh, I mean, I think I think I even still did some classes at the barn where I taught from a wheelchair and had somebody else be my feet. So. I remember taking you to, out to the barn and uh, out downtown for the first time, wheeling you around in a wheelchair. And we threw the wheelchair in the back of your truck and took you out <laughs> drinking and just took turns rolling you around. And <laughs> Hell yeah. The first yeah, couple of times. Yeah. I, I remember those days. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> speaking of the USLDCC, what, uh, what was your favorite experience from that? What, uh, what did you like the most about that whole year? About that whole year? Honestly, like, so I have to be honest, I never had planned to compete. I had never um, had any desire to really compete. It was the first thing, you know, that was the first competition I had ever really heard of or had seen, you know, because I was so fresh and new into the circuit and into the events. And, um, you know, Jennifer Cameron had really kind of pushed me. She's like, just try it. Just do it. What's the worst that can happen? You know, and remember uh, James Pruitt and I, we had entered uh, dance all night uh, that we had choreographed together. It's just a simple, um, simple little easy bar dance, you know, what we would call bar dance. And we entered it just to enter it because, you know, we were trying to build the USLDCC and they were, you know, Jen was pushing us, come on, just sign up, you know, to have people out there to compete, to really kind of kick this thing off. It was the first year they were doing it. And um, he and I never in a million years, I never in a million years would have thought that that dance would have done anything. And actually, surprisingly enough, they do that dance at a lot of bars still to this day. I think DJ Larry Swag plays that at the barn still every single week. Um, and they love it. Uh, you know, it's a floor filler. I know that I know they've done it at a, quite a few other bars. Anyway, um, so we did that dance and it won, which meant that we had to enter more, and then you had to <laughs> yeah. keep eating. So uh, you know, I think learning the process of how the competitions work was really cool. Uh, learning that there were rules intact that you had to follow. I think the competition was awesome. Um, as far as the other dancers that were competing at the same time, I was. Um, I think that the thing I enjoyed most about all of that was challenging myself to do better each time, to not continue to use the same steps in every dance, but to try and just expand my horizons and put together different footwork, you know, and um, I remember something that Rachel had taught me a long time ago, which I used a lot in when I was choreographing, was that, you know, whenever you get stuck, 
try and reverse everything you did or start your weight on the opposite foot and do it backwards or do it the opposite way. You know, don't just give up on the idea that you had, but just try it in a different pattern or backwards. And that's something that oddly has just always stuck with me and it's always helped me. Um, it's advice that I've given and passed on as well. You know, Guyton always used to tell me if you get stuck and you can't figure it out within 15 minutes, let it go, leave it alone. You know, both great, great pieces of advice to take on. But I think that those were the most things I enjoyed um, for that competition was just learning uh, to challenge myself um, and being able to share my dances. You know, that was if it weren't for that competition, if it weren't for the USLDCC, I'm not sure that any of my stuff would have ever been recognized, seen or known. You know, people come to watch the competition and they see something they like and it's like, you know, it's that's how your dancers become known. That's how people see them. Local instructors who are at dance events see that and they say, man, that's really cool. My class would love that. That music is really great. You know, I know that even in the years after I've won, I still like to go to the competitions because I like to see what all of the choreographers compete with. Because if they have something the same, great track, good dance, I'll take it and I'll go teach it. I try to, to pay back exactly what was done for me. I know Sugar Rush that you shared today, that was a t I, I remember that dance. I remember choreographing that dance. And I remember Rachel, uh, Rachel loved that. And she took it and taught it around the world, which thank you. Thank you so much, Rachel, if you're watching. Um, you know, that I think really put things on the map. People had never heard of Trevor Thornton. And if it weren't for her taking that dance and teaching it, um, I don't think that anybody may have ever heard or seen me, you know. But at that point, people started watching the competitions. Um, you know, and then you started offering the live feeds, you know, that's a great opportunity for people to watch it and see it and watch the, you know, uh, the, comp the competitors try out their dances, you know, it's an opportunity to really get your stuff out there so other people can see it. All right. Not to interrupt you, but, uh, Rob Glover has decided to join us, uh, live online. He says, hello boys, what's up? And he asked, the sad thing is he asked a question that we actually do get a lot. He asked if we're related. If you and I are related, yes, <laughs> uh, not not by blood, but you're definitely uh, one of my brothers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that comes up between that and me getting asked if I'm Will Craig, <laughs> whether or not you're saying that we look husky. Is that why? Is that why you think brothers or okay. husky? Tre Tre Trevor, they can't see from the le the like the shoulders down on either one of us, so they wouldn't know. If we're, if we're chubby uh, right now. In both of our faces, man. It's all right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, which JP wants to know which one of us is the cute one. I don't know, JP. Uh, which one of us is the cute one? <laughs> I don't know. JP probably wants us to recreate that Facebook TikTok video he just sent me about an hour and a half ago. He sent that one, he sent that one to you, too? He wanted, oh, God, me to, God. he wanted me to play it live, and I'm not going to play it live, guys. If you if, if you want it, uh, text text JP Potter, who will actually be my guest here on Friday. So uh, start getting your questions answered now for uh, DJ Baby Boy Bunny Killer, because um, uh, we're gonna we're going to get him uh, get him on the show. He'll be on Friday. Uh, Chris Gonzalez wants to know what was it like choreographing Mister Put It Down with Rachel McEnany. Does it look like I was frozen? Well, you kind of look like you're thinking really hard there for a hot minute. <laughs> like you didn't want that, That's actually a really, really creative question, and I'm really glad that you asked. Um, what's up, Christopher? Glad that you're watching. Thank you for watching, by the way, and thanks for your question. Everybody, thank you guys for your questions. This is so cool. It's so fun to do this. Um, what was it like choreographing Mr. Put It Down with Rachel? Uh, well, I will kind of give you a little background on that. I found a piece of music, and I shared it with Rachel and um, many of you guys know Rachel and she's amazing choreographer, amazing instructor, MC. She's done it all. She is, you know, the golden, golden globe up there. So she's amazing. Um, I remember she said, well, come on over and we'll work on it. Um, you know, so, so we did. And I was rushed and because, you know, anytime that you get to work on a dance or something with Rachel, you stop everything you're doing and you you're on her time. Like you are on her time. 
you don't waste her time, you know, so I was already nervous. I was very nervous because um, that track is not uh, an easy track. You know, it's, it's fast, it's quick. Um, but I'll tell you, we started working on it and we just started putting stuff together. She would do something and I would do something and she was really, um, she was kind of like the puzzle piece maker. She would be like, yes, I love that, that's great. Yes, we're gonna use that, but not there. We're gonna take that, we're gonna put it here. And I was like, well, okay, you know, I kind of wanted to do that here. She's like, no, that's shit. <laughs> uh, I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, but she, um, she actually taught me a lot, you know, other than just choreographing together, she taught me a lot while doing the choreography together in the manner of what to think about. You know, I had always learned how to count things out in a certain way when I was doing, uh, when I was listening to a song, I would count things out. She taught me a totally different way to do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, why did I never learn this? And, you know, to see how she breaks it down and, and listen to the try and hear the things that she's hearing and the things that she was paying attention to. And then to share with her the things that I was hearing and the things that I was um, feeling with the music. Um, you know, after the first 25 minutes working together, things really kind of just meshed together. Um, it just it really worked well. And, um, you know, I think that at the end, it, it was most, um, it was really rewarding to me to see how happy she was with our finished product, you know, because you never want to co-choreograph with somebody. And at the end, one of the, one of the people says, yeah, okay, well, I'm happy with it. Well, that doesn't seem very believable. You know, I could really tell she was happy with our finished product. And then for us both to be able to go and share it around the world, wherever we were teaching at the time was a lot of fun. So it was, it was a really good time. It was challenging um, and it was humbling and a lot of fun all at the same time. Cool, cool. In case you're wondering, um, Bree did get your dog. The dog is safe. <laughs> um, so uh, the next one I want to ask and, and, and answer it as you may be. Um, someone posted the other day after the when they talked to Philip Sabrillo. Sabrillo, I'm going to butcher your name. I'm sorry, Phil. Um, he had said that the one dance he'd wish he had written himself was Natural Selection by Guyton. What is the one dance out there that if you had to think of off the top of your head that you wish that you had been the one to write? Oh, man, that's that's definitely a tough question. Uh, yeah, it's funny because you mentioned that to me on the phone earlier, and I didn't think you were actually going to ask me that. So I didn't put any extra thought into it. Um, if there was a dance that I wish I would have choreographed, I have two that come to mind right away because they're two of my absolute favorite dances. Um, you know, I have to go with Unsteady by Guyton uh, simply because the music, uh, the track really hit me in the feels. Um, I, I loved that track. I loved the dance. I felt like the dance expressed that song beautifully. Um, it was phenomenal dance. I really enjoyed teaching that one. I enjoyed dancing it still to this day. I actually remember that one and I love it. Um, so if I would have been able to at least have been a part of that, I think uh, would have been really cool. And then the other one that comes to, to mind is probably one of my favorite line dances. So if you have that as a different question, then I'll answer it now. Um, and that is Change My Ways by uh, Roy Verdonk and, uh, and the voice. So I love that dance. Uh, same thing, the track is very bluesy and I think it just flows so well. And I love that steps are completely different than any other dances that you may do you know it's just something that's a challenge because it's different but it's flows it matches the music i wish i could have been a part of that with the guys so yeah okay so right now the topic of discussion in the feed is what's going on behind you um they, they for those who can't tell it is a fan they think it's a propeller on your hat they think that it looks like the way the fan <laughs> is lined up. It's a it's a propeller. Um, so yeah, that's just a fan. He's outside. He's yeah, uh, lucky like I am. We live in Florida. It's kind of a beautiful weather day today. My back porch, my back patio out here, and I just thought it'd be nice to sit out here. And I put the fan on 
You want to know? I put the fan on because I didn't want anybody to see how dusty that thing is. <laughs> well, you probably also put the fan on because you're in Florida and it's a little hotter than. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's actually not too too bad today um, up here. Anyway, it's it's like I don't know, probably 84, but uh, it's a little overcast. It looks like we might actually get some rain this season. Yeah, we got some rain yeah. earlier today down here in Boca Raton. Um, got some rain yesterday too, but not nothing too too bad. Um, so that wasn't horrible. Um, I guess the other question I had, and this is me personally, I had, um, I know you're like, uh, oh, <laughs> um, you, you go by faster, smoother dance. It was, it was on the back of your truck for a while. Um, it's kind of like, kind of your, your thing. You, uh, you have an Instagram page on it. You have a Facebook page on it. It's kind of what you're known for. Where did that come about? All right, that's a great question. Uh, so when I first started going to events, to events, actually, let me back up a little bit. Um, before I got into the circuit, I was trying to learn. Um, I was trying to get get out there and learn how to make some money doing line dancing, you know, having fun. Well, there was a guy by the name of Kip Sweeney who is still to this day a great instructor. He is a huge, energetic, I mean, motivation. He's like a much older Chris Gonzalez. He's got a lot of energy. He's a super good motivator, great MC, great DJ. So um, for, for, those of the, kind of, for those who dance in the bar scene, um, you would know Kip Sweeney because he wrote the dance Cripple Creek. Um, for those yeah. who dance in lots of uh, country clubs, huge dance, especially here in Florida, one of the very first dance, line dances I ever learned um, when I uh, started going line dancing. But that's – for those who don't know the name Kip Sweeney, I'm pretty sure you'll know the dance uh, Cripple Creek. So back to you. Yeah, he was um, – he also was the head line dance instructor at the Cheyenne Saloon in downtown Orlando uh, back in the 80s when they were open. Not showing his age if you're listening, Kip. Sorry. But uh, – <laughs> You know, when he, he kind of uh, took me around and he would he would allow me to work with him. He was a DJ and he would allow me to work with him um, at, you know, holiday Christmas parties or, uh, you know, big corporate venues and parties where he had to just have he just needed some backup dancers to be on the floor and help people get up out of their chairs and participate while he taught lessons. So he allowed me to do that. And I really learned a lot from Kip. I truly did. In fact, um, my very first DJ system that I got was from Kip. He, he um, allowed me to earn that through working with him and gave me my first DJ setup and taught me how to DJ and taught me the basics of, uh, you know, the very bare basics of how to DJ. Because I'm not saying I'm a DJ. I don't need anybody on here getting mad saying, you're not a DJ. But, um, you know, just the basics of DJing an event, corporate party, weddings. We did a lot of stuff together. And he used to always say uh, different little key cues that um, always stuck with you. You know, he used to say, shimmy, shimmy, shake it, shake it, you know, or shake that tootsie roll. And he said it all the time. So it was something that kind of stayed with you. It was something memorable in that dance so that when you got to that part of the dance on a different wall, you would remember it. Um so that being said, moving on to the circuit, moving into the circuit, going to different choreographers' lessons and different instructors' lessons, um, you would hear the same thing. You know, Guyton always had, say yes, say um, say what, say maybe. He always had those things that you would repeat back. And, I mean, I still use those things. A lot of other instructors still use that. You know, but there's, there's just different things that people pick up and use from other instructors and – um, faster, smoother was something I think I had heard Kip say it like one time and I was like, I like that, you know, and, um, especially whenever you're teaching because you're teaching something generally slower, you're starting slow, you're helping people get the timing. And then I always say a little bit faster, smoother, a little bit quicker, you know, a little bit faster, smoother. That's something that just always kind of came, uh, came out when I was teaching and it just stuck. And I figured it was, uh. I haven't really heard anybody else use it, so I figured I'd kind of make it my own and uh, try to, you know, make that mine so that it stuck with me. People could hear that and go, oh, that's Trevor, you know. Nice, nice. Um, 
And I did see your post the other day. I know uh, you got some brand new uh, FS Dance shirts in. So uh, for the people out there who would like to uh, model the FS Dance logo, get a hold of Trevor. I did put underneath his name, his social media handle. You can contact him. Find him on Facebook, Instagram. All those nice things for you can buy one of those awesome shirts for you can uh, model the FS Dance all over the place whenever we get back to not being stuck in our homes. Hopefully it's sooner than later. So yeah, I'm actually uh, actually I'm working on a website right now. Um, I should I'm, I'm hoping to have it up this week. I'm hoping that by the end of the week I can have it up and running. I've already got the basics down. If anybody knows how to do web design and wants to uh, <laughs> offer their services because they're all so busy sitting at home, uh, feel free to reach out and let me know because I could really use some help. I've been working on it and it's just it's very generic. <laughs> So I could use some help with uh, making it a little more creative and uh, actually getting some of the stuff to work. But uh, I'd like to put my shirts up there so people can go online and they can see, you know, a variation of different things that they, they'd like, uh, including all the shirts. And there are different colors, different sizes, different fits, all that good stuff. Because I've, you know, I've learned from the different, the, the first couple batches of shirts, people want different fits and sizes and styles. I got a whole bunch, so... Yes, JP, we know Trevor needs a website. I'm working on it, buddy. And also, JP, he does get he did get the girls' tank tops in just for you. So that way, Friday, you can get one there by Friday, and you can wear it for the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Susan Webb, uh, that dance that I was talking about, Cripple Creek, does have Apple Jacks in it. That is the one, the same Cripple Creek that Kip Sweeney did. All right, so... What do you got? What do you want to leave us with? Or we're about... Um, Hours about up. I was leaving this to almost an hour. Anything you want to say to the people at home? Oh my goodness. Um, I I don't know, man. I, I just I really appreciate everybody tuning in and watching us, and I appreciate it. And uh, this was a lot of fun. I hope we get to do this again soon. And uh, you know, I, I would Jay, I would just say for all of you guys who are watching and are going to continue to follow um, the highway. The, the honky tonk highway is that what we're calling it that's what I, that is what i named it yeah so I, those, those i know you figured out why i know you figured out why i named it that <laughs> oh yeah yep i i love it i i would just venture to say like really try and get creative with your questions because um even though some of them are like really scary at first for us you know instructors choreographers anybody doesn't even have to be an instructor or choreographer anybody we you know, we as people and humans like to be challenged with different things. We like to talk about that kind of stuff. So, you know, I would just challenge people to come up with something creative and unique and ask, you know, get your questions together. I know Kelly will be post. I know you'll be posting, um, you know, who you're going to have coming up. And I would just say have people ask some stuff to where uh, questions that allow the person responding to really dive into it and you can get to know them a little bit better based on that question, you know? Uh, yeah, definitely. We'll have it. Um, I have been posting it. The next ones up for scheduled are Wednesday at five with big Jim, um, Friday at five with uh, DJ JP Potter. Um, I already got some lined up for next week. If we get a good enough response to want to keep doing this, I'll move it from three days to five days. Um, Trevor real quick before, uh, before we uh, take off, um, I've been getting bombarded um, everyone wants to meet the dog. Everyone wants to meet Brooks. Oh, everybody wants to see Brooksy? Everyone wants to see Brooksy. So uh, if you will go get Brooks real quick. Wait one second. I'll go get him. Not a problem. Um, watch everybody go get Brooks. I uh, just want to thank everyone for tuning in um, bef uh, and watching the first episode here. Um, yes, Janice, all his shirts will be uh, be on his website once he gets that up. <laughs> um, and now Brooks is back. Uh, there's uh, <laughs> Mr. Brooks, Trevor's dog. <laughs> This is Brooksy. <laughs> now everyone at home will be happy. Uh, everyone's been asking where the dog was. Um, but I just want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in. Um, thank Trevor for coming on the first episode. Um, it's been a dream of mine. Um, I wanted to do this for about a little over a year now. I wanted to put something like this together and decided uh, to take a, take a shot at it while we're all quarantined. Um, like I said, I will do... Three of these a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 p.m. If we get more response, I'll gladly do five days a week. I will gladly talk to everybody. If you want to come on, message me. Um, if you have questions for my guests, send me a send me a direct message. Send me an email. Hashtag Ask the Highway. Comment on this post. Ask the hashtag Ask the Highway. 
I will gladly ask these people anything you want to know. I don't care. I will ask them those crazy questions. Ask Trevor. He's one of my best friends, and I didn't hold back, did I, brother? <laughs> no, not at all. I, I actually – I think a really cool little challenge, and I mentioned it to you earlier, but I'll put it out there for everybody else to kind of comment and possibly help with. Um, I mean obviously you're not going to be able to use it with me because uh, you're just thinking of it, but I think it would be really cool – and creative if maybe the dancers could help with this and the, the followers. I mean, maybe you're not even a dancer, but you're a follower um, of Seven Arrows Media. I think it would be cool if you were to, to be able to come up with two or three questions that are very specific and you ask every single person that comes on your show. Um, I think that that would be something really beneficial and kind of cool to hear the different responses uh, to the exact same question, you know. I think it's definitely cool that you have and you're allowing your audience to open up and ask anything and everything that they want. But I think that it would be kind of neat to hear, um, you know, different answers to the same questions on everybody. You know, it doesn't even have to be an instructor. It can be anybody, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely working on um, some of the questions I can ask no matter if I have a DJ on here, um, event director, something that will go along the lines of all three. Um, but I will gladly... Hey, instructors out there, if you want to come on, send me a message. I'll gladly get you. We can work it out, get you on. I picked 5 o'clock. I know it's a little later overseas um, for the guys watching over there. I know Jose was on earlier, um, Shane, um, Paul, uh, Paul James. Um, I tried not to interfere with any of the actual line dancing and virtual stuff that's going on. I know the social distancing is Tuesday, Wednesday, and um, Thursday, and they don't have a 5 o'clock. Um, I know the streamline... Um, stuff that Daniel and Jose and JP Maj had hooked up that doesn't have a five o'clock slot so I tried to pick a time that would not interfere um, I really wanted to uh, make it where I wasn't trying to do something everyone was doing but it also work out a time where everyone can tune in just to catch up question and answer we don't have to dance which is what everyone else is doing but get to hang out and talk to the people like normally we get to hang out and talk with anyway so um thank you guys for coming look thank you trevor once again um it was a great Absolutely. having you on my first episode um tune in wednesday five o'clock for those who don't know big jim stankowitz if you've been to an event especially on the east coast or jc dance production event you definitely know big jim he is always at the door i am so looking forward to wednesday where we get to dive in and talk to him about a lot of stuff that he knows because let me tell you that man's knowledge is going to blow your mind. But till then, hit me up. Hashtag Ask the Highway. Follow us, Seven Arrow Media, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. We're still posting two, two walkthroughs a day. We're still posting a throwback every day at noon. Till then, see you guys. See ya.